Dagon's Illusion, Episode 17, The Call. Okay, all right, try this one. I'm thinking of something. What is it? Dagon groaned. He was lying on the couch, staring at the ceiling, watching streams of water run from several small holes while Joshua Staples gorged himself on his third can of Spam. Give you a hint. It's one of my favorite movies. Come on, you're a mentalist. Work with me here. Do you talk all the time? Only when I'm not sleeping. Does it bother your headache? Why would an endless stream of babble do that? You're right, of course it wouldn't. Since you're a little concussed and not quite up on your game, I'll give you another hint. It's about people as food. I mean, that should just blow it right open for you. Dagon rolled his eyes. Oh, dear God. A mentalist who prays. I like that. I wasn't praying. I was crying out in agony. It's Soylent Green. Doesn't exactly take a rocket surgeon to figure that out. Eating this horse caca made me think of it. Remember that old movie, The World's Short of Food? So the government starts making little patties out of useless people. You mean like bums and derelicts? Probably actors and lawyers and such. Anyway, nobody knows what they're eating. They just call it Soylent Green. Then Charlton Heston finds out. I think it was Heston. Maybe it was George Papard. No, definitely Heston. Anyhow, there's a basic flaw in that whole schematico. Want to know what it is? Dagan stared at him in malevolent silence. It's the name. Soylent Green. Soil, get it? The government couldn't sell people patties with a name like that. Nobody eats soil, even if they spelled it S-O-Y-L. It's the wrong branding. And in our post-postmodern society, the only thing that matters is the brand, not what's inside. I mean, somebody could be a total fraud, and if they branded their pitiful persona right, bluey, they get stinking rich. Might even own a nightclub. Anyway, we're getting off topic here. If you're going to serve something cannibal nasty to the whole world, you got to give it a spicy kind of zing. Maybe something with mint in it, like Hugh Mint, get it? It's kind of a double entendre of that CIA jargon crap. Bet you like that, don't you? I've got a question for you. Shoot! Why the hell are you here? Why didn't you evacuate the city with everybody else? Staples laughed. Because I wasn't here to start with. you got to be someplace to evacuate from it. So technically, I evacuated Chicago because that's where I was. What? Yeah, I had to hitch all day and all night to make it in time. Got some good rides, too. Still barely made it for the first rain. Do you have family here? Nah, I don't know a living soul. Are you crazy? Uh, the VA shrink thinks so, but what does he know? You want the truth, Mr. Dagan? I'll tell you the truth, because I think a psychic like you would understand. I am not a psychic. Well, whatever you are, here's the straight poop. I've been traveling the country for the past five years following the call. The call? That's what I call it, the call. It don't come often, but when it does, you gotta act. No messing around. Get your button gear and go where you're supposed to. And this call, it told you to go drown in a hurricane? Nah, the message said there was a dumbass psychic who wasn't going to evacuate when he was supposed to and needed help. You know anybody like that? So you came just to help me. Wrong again. You're batting zero today. I came because I don't like pain. You know what happened to Noah when he wouldn't go to Nineveh? He got eaten by a whale. And you think you're Noah. There you go, flunked another test. It wasn't Noah, it was Jonah, and it wasn't a whale, it was a big fish. I am seriously beginning to question your mental acuity. I think I've died and gone to hell. 
Not yet, Mr. Dagan, but you do stand a very high probability of such. So how do you get this call? I can't tell you that. Different every time. And only when I'm not taking my meds, by the way. Hate those damn things. They totally block the spiritual effluviation, if you know what I mean. And you can't have that, can you? God doesn't like his effluviations getting blocked. Suddenly from somewhere in the house came a horrible shriek. It was so loud that it echoed above the storm. Staples dropped his spam. Oh, that was slightly disturbing, Mr. Dagan. Not the sort of thing you like to hear in the middle of a hurricane. You got any idea what that could be? No. Well, since this is your house, maybe you could take an educated guess. A lot of strange things happen here. Oh, really? Like what? Like murders? Because that's what it sounded like, somebody getting whacked with a rusty axe. The shriek came again. And it looks like one whack didn't do it. Dagan struggled to his feet. He was so dizzy that he almost fell. Steadying himself, he grabbed the flashlight and stumbled toward the door. Hey, where are you going? To see what that was. You can't go down there. Your brain's concussed and you can barely walk. But he was already on the stairs. Oh, for pity's sake. Utterly disgusted, Staples got up and followed. Cautiously, painfully, Robert Dagan groped down the attic stairs with Joshua right behind him. The wind was so loud that they had to yell to be heard. So what you gonna do when you find him hitting with a flashlight? Find who? The axe murderer. Look, if you're coming along, would you shut up? You seem to have forgotten that I saved your ass. In the Inuit culture, that means you owe me for the rest of your life. You are an Eskimo? Hell no, but aside from that minor discrepancy, the principle still holds. And I do insist on knowing the operational plan in case I need to save your dumb ass all over again. If that becomes necessary, I'd appreciate it if you'd let me die. Don't tempt the almighty, Mr. Dagan. He just might take you up on it. He hates ingratitude. Through the top floor of the mansion and then through the second, they searched for the source of the scream. Two more times they heard it. Finally, they struggled down the stairs into the first floor hallway. Rushing rain from his eyes, Staples squinted. All right, what the heck is that? Wasn't there when I came in? Lying half in and half out, the front entrance was a long white box streaked with filth. That's a coffin, that's what that is? It was tipped on its side and the lid was open. Sprawled on the floor beside it was the body of a beautiful young woman in a white dress. And dear Jesus, that's a corpse! Dagan shined the light on her face. There's a cemetery not far from here. All the graves are above ground. The storm must be ripping them open. Well, this don't solve our little screeching problem, does it? Don't think she's screeched for a day or two. Dagan lifted the body and started down the hall. Hey, what the heck are you doing? You put that thing back in its box! Like you said, corpses don't scream. Obviously, she's not the one who screamed. How do you know that? Cause that girl is stone dead. We've got to make sure. Help me get her to the attic. I'm gonna need a hand on the stairs. You are flat out nuts. Five minutes later, groaning and panting, with Staples mumbling under his breath, the men stumbled into the attic. Dropping the body on the couch, both slumped exhausted. Okay, she's here. What next? See if she's dead. Staples grabbed her hand. That is one cold, dead carcass. Of course, what do I know? She's probably just taking a little nap after paddling a 500-pound coffin through a hurricane. Taking her wrist, Dagan felt for a pulse. Let me know when you get something so I can bow at your feet for raising the dead. Shut up. Oh, for crying out loud, have we got to do this step aside? I've had medical training. 
medical training. That's right, advanced medical training. You got a problem with that? What kind of medical training? None of your business. Staples elbowed Dagon out of the way. Now, if you don't mind, I need to concentrate. Carefully, he felt for a pulse. You will be surprised to learn that this young woman is no longer among the living. She is, in fact, dead as a doornail. Check for a breath. Your concussed brain has gone schmatters. Just do it. Joshua bent close to the girl's face. When he was two inches away, suddenly her eyes flashed open and she let out a horrific scream. He jumped back. The girl screamed again and started thrashing. Dagan tried to grab her, but she smashed him in the face with an elbow. Together they managed to hold her down. But as soon as they did, her eyes rolled up in her head and she went limp. The men sat trembling and panting. Any time you want to bow at my feet. All right, all right. So what are we going to do here? When she wakes up, she's going to go crazy again. And she's as strong as a bull. We both too old for this, especially you. I've got a straight jacket in my escape equipment. Will a straight jacket work with a vampire? Hey, this is New Orleans. Doesn't that vampire lady live around here? You mean Anne Rice? You are pitiful. This girl was dead. Now she's alive. To me, that spells vampire. Grabbing the flashlight, Dagan headed for the stairs. Where are you going now? To get the straight jacket. And leave me with this bloodsucker. If she wakes up, feed her some spam. And don't follow me this time. Thank <laughs> you.